Hello and welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host Sam Kane. I am definitely recording this episode on a different day than the previous episode. So much time has passed. It's been a while. So uh, let's uh, let's keep uh, keep on keeping. Keep on keeping. We're doing six teams, one in each division. And uh, where they should keep their most recently acquired players via trade. So now we're on uh, the middle teams in each division. Who are we starting off with? Let's see. Let's see. It's going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Last player they acquired via trade was Norman Powell. So he has a player option for... Is it a player option? Yeah, it's a player option for $11 million. I think he might actually decline that. He played pretty well in the playoffs. So I think he might want to be a free agent. I think he'll he'll definitely get um, money similar to that. Um, even if it's like $9 million or $10 million, I, I would still go for it if I'm Norman Powell. You know, sign a long-term contract, get that guaranteed money. He's 28 years old, so... This might be uh might be his last big contract, unfortunately. But hey, he's made some money. Good for him. I I think he's. God, what is gonna happen with the Blazers? Because we have these rumors of Lillard being unhappy. They just don't have enough. It seems like. To really get over the hump, they've made the conference finals in the past few years, but no one has ever really considered them to uh, be a finals threat, really. So, what are they going to do? I don't know. I, don't, I I think they might lose Norman Powell. Like, if they want to keep Norman Powell, they're probably gonna have to offer him like fifteen million a year to try and get him to stay. Think, I think he's gonna end up re-signing with the Blazers, but they're gonna overpay him. That's my call. That's my call. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be at least fifteen million dollars. We'll see if I'm right. Who knows? Let's go to the next team. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. Last player they actually acquired via trade was... Was it Schroeder? I think... No, it was actually technically Alfonso McKinney, believe it or not. And his contract is not guaranteed for next year. I don't think they're going to bring him back. He had, like, some decent games back in April when everyone was resting, but he's... I don't even think he's going to be in the NBA next year. He just hasn't really proven that much. He's shown a little bit of upside in the past, but it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, I, I... don't think this guy's ever going to be a regular rotation player. He's 28 years old now. I think the Lakers are just going to let him let him go. They're going to wave him. That's my prediction. Now, Dennis Schroeder, on the other hand, I mean, 
what what I'm I mean, I'll stick to the theme of the show. It's most recent recently acquired play of via trade and it was Alfonso McKinney. He was acquired uh three days after the Lakers cut Ten Schroeder. I don't even know about Schroeder. We'll we'll save that for another podcast if we ever get to it. Let's uh let's go to the San Antonio Spurs. Last player they acquired via trade was DeMar DeRozan. Uh yeah, that was a while ago. That was twenty eighteen. Yeah, Spurs don't trade too often. They don't they don't do too many trades. I don't think they're gonna bring DeRozan back. He's He's just not in the same timeline as the other young players on the team I, who aren't that young anymore. They're like they're close to mid twenties at this point. You know, Dejounte Murray, Jakob Pertle, Devin Vassal, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Kelvin Johnson. Got a lot of good young players. It's, it's just going to be a couple more years before we really can figure out whether. These guys are even going to be a, the threat to make the finals because they're just not there right now. They're a middle-of-the-road team right now with uh, you know, some young talent, some upside, and then they just had DeMar DeRozan scoring a lot. DeRozan, I think, will go... I think the Knicks are going to look into getting him. I, uh, I think they're definitely going to try and go after Chris Paul if he becomes a free agent, but a hard time believing that Chris Paul would leave Phoenix after uh, you know everything that's happened this year. Who knows? As uh, we're recording this podcast, the Suns are up 2-1 in the series, the finals. If, uh, if Chris Paul wins the finals, there's no way in hell he's leaving the Suns. They'll, they'll sign him for as much uh, the biggest contract they can give him basically if if they win the finals with him uh, but if they don't win the finals maybe Chris Paul would think about going elsewhere even though he probably shouldn't um, but the Knicks can't get Paul maybe they'll go after DeRozan so I think DeRozan's gonna end up signing somewhere else He's not going to stay with the Spurs. Where exactly? I don't know. Lakers have been rumored. He does like this city of Los Angeles. I don't think it makes sense for him to go to the Clippers. I mean, they really don't need another forward. So we'll we'll see. But I, I can tell you, the Spurs are not bringing back DeRozan. They do not need to. So... Let's move on. Next team, Washington Wizards. Who is the last player they got? All right, so it's Chandler Hutchinson. He was, um, I think he was in a deal with Troy Brown. Troy Brown ended up going to the Bulls. Anyways, there is a. It looks like a team option for Chandler Hutchinson next year. I think it was picked up by the Bulls 
before last season started, so it is guaranteed. So it's a guaranteed $4 million. Chandler Hutchinson really has been disappointing for a first-round pick. We've seen a little bit of upside. If anything, it was Gafford who was getting all the minutes. Gafford, Len, Len was getting minutes. Gafford's the one that uh, had really great chemistry with Westbrook Hutchinson. He was just he was on the bench. So I think they will. I think he will be on the Wizards roster right when um, the season starts next year. But. He might be gone before the end of the season. So the next team is the Chicago Bulls. Last player they acquired via trade was Nikola Vucevic. He is actually on a, a decent contract. So the contract he signed with the Magic, it um, it goes down in uh, salary each year. So... This year it's twenty four million. The final year is twenty two. I mean, they gave up what two first round picks to get this guy. Of course, they're going to keep him. I think that's a pretty easy one. Not really much to debate there. But uh, God, that that was not a good gamble. At the end of the day, the uh, Bulls didn't even make the playoffs. They got some sorting out to do. I'll say that. But I mean, sticking with the theme of the podcast, Vucevic will be on the team next year. So let's do the final uh, team. Yeah, we were, we were talking about the Knicks a little bit earlier. Uh, they are the final team here. The last player they acquired via trade was Derrick Rose. Second stint with the franchise. He, um, kind of a fan favorite. I, uh, I saw a lot of, so I live in New York, uh, well, technically New Jersey, but I saw a lot of people sporting Derrick Rose jerseys at the, um, at the time of, uh, the first round. Back when the Knicks were in the playoffs. Knicks were in the first time. Uh, they were in the playoffs first time in what eight years I think it was 2013 was the last time they were in before so fan favorite but he is 32 years old and are you gonna give him 7 million dollars I mean he was starting in the playoffs but hey they didn't they didn't make it out of the first round and the Knicks have a ton of cap space next year so they can uh, they can go after some big fish bigger than Derrick Rose they can if they want i don't at the top of my head like i said DeMar DeRozan i know he's not a point guard but um that's one big free agent. I mean, the thing, if you have cap space, you can even get someone via trade if you really want a disgruntled point guard. Let's just look at the, let me look at all the teams real quick. 
can get Ben Simmons if they want. Nah, Ben Simmons would be hated in New York if he did what he did in Philly. They'll get someone. Knicks are going to get someone. But I'm going to say they will bring back Derrick Rose. But I'm going to say no more than $4 million next year. That's my guess. No more than four. Maybe he'll do like... uh, Maybe he'll do like $16 million over four years. That's what he'll do. He'll he'll sign a long-term contract, so he'll get a bunch of guaranteed money. But, because um, he could, I mean, he could probably get like $8 million, $9 million, maybe even $10 million from some team that, uh, you know, is looking for some attention, looking for uh, a fan favorite. Someone big like Derrick Rose, like Evie. Derrick Rose was big in Minnesota. People liked him in Minnesota. But my guess is the Knicks aren't gonna break the bank to bring him back. Um. So yeah, that's the six this week. The movie I watched this week was Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Directed by Dick Maas. I think it's Ma. Maybe it's Mouse. It's M-A-A-S. I believe he's Dutch. He directed this horror movie that I really like. I first saw it on demand years ago. I used to watch it with uh, with my friend. It kind of brings back... Uh, I think I first saw it in high school. But this it is... The movie had Naomi Watts in it, and it was a killer elevator movie that took place in New York. I, it definitely wasn't completely filmed in New York, but they definitely filmed some exteriors there. And it's actually a pretty entertaining movie. It's it's one of those... It's It's bad, but it's also enjoyable. It's just, it's pretty over the top. A killer elevator. There's a scene where a rollerblader is riding around the city, somehow, uh, actually, I think he's rollerblading in the parking garage, ends up going into the elevator from the parking garage, or the elevator might actually suck him in. And then the elevator goes right to the top floor, spits him out, and he goes flying off the top of the building. It's it's one of the, the craziest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's not even really that crazy. It's just so over the top. But yeah, the, the guy who did that movie, that movie's actually a remake of uh, the version he did in the 80s. That movie's called The Lift. This one is from 1988, though. It's, you know, it's kind of like a, a, uh, ga, I, is it Galeo? G-I-A-L-L-O? Gallo? 
never got that. I, I mean, I've seen it so many times. Like, I've seen the word a lot. I just, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. Like a, a mystery thriller. It kind of reminds me of, like, some Argento movies. Although, this, this has a lot more humor than an Argento movie would have. But, you know, it's Europe. There's a killer on the loose. People are dying. Uh, there's a detective in the movie. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's cool. It's, you know, an interesting idea. It's actually a, a scuba diver killer in the Amsterdam canals. I mean, come on. A scuba diver killer? I I never would have thought of such a thing. Never. But this movie does it, and it's pretty freaking good. I mean, I, it's not like I'm, it's not amazing, but to me it is. To me, it's amazing. I almost so I watched like the first fifteen minutes, and there were a couple parts in it that uh, that made me confident enough that I could show it to. Um, my friend who was visiting town but but you know it's it's a commitment it's a commitment these days to watch a movie our attention spans are so short and i've i've driven my wife crazy in the past for putting on these horrible horror movies that i've subjected her to watch although she likes Suspiria, the original um but yeah you know, I had a friend visiting from town, limited time to hang with him, to to say, hey man, we're going to watch this random Dutch movie, Dutch thriller slasher movie from the 80s. Bit of a hard sell, but there were a couple scenes where I was like, you know, and we have actually been to Amsterdam together. He ate a brownie, I didn't. <laughs> Um, but I didn't end up doing it. But I did, uh, I did watch the rest of the movie, and, uh, I was very impressed. I'm giving this, uh, we still don't have a name for this rating. This is a tier four. This is a tier four rating. I'm buying, I'm gonna buy this one. I, I think it's, I think it's on that level. It's that good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's, it's got, it's got some action in it, too. Not, not too many action movies you see and take place in Amsterdam, so that's pretty cool. And the, the kills are, uh, they're creative. They're out of the box. And it's, it's got some, got some wit. There's some wit to this movie. It's 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 self-aware that this is uh you know kind of a crazy plot. And this week the playlist since a movie came out in 88, we're just gonna going pick out four songs from that year that are pretty kick ass. So, I hope you enjoy. We'll talk to you next week. I want you, I want you. I want you, I want you. I like to introduce myself. My name is Abyss Marquis, 
And I'm the human orchestra called Biz Marquis. Making music all the way is my specialty. When I go, I want you. Girls get excited. When they hear my lyrics, they want to recite them. I know you're in the mood. Just go with the flow. And I can play rapping records in all disco. Like B to Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. All the treasures to your racket. They call action when you hear me do it. You will be shocked and amazed. It's the brand new thing they call the human beatbox craze. Make the music into my I rock on the mic and all the bomb that I say. All the people like I get the crowd jumping, get the girls' hearts pumping. All the party people say, isn't he something? Rock from New York City all the way down south. Saying rhymes and making music, put my mouth. I'ma tell your party people how I began. It started when I'm living in Long Island. Hey, when I was a kid, I used to play in the street. Making sounds with my mouth, all sorts of beats. Grown people used to say, what? Grown people used to say, what? Wrong with that. Making that strange noise, it was like for all the flyers and all the homeboys. Then I tried it at a homeboy's basement party. They thought it was a record laying over me. When they came by the DJ, I saw who it is. They said, Make the music with your mouth, bitch. Make, make the music with your mouth, bitch. <laughs> make the music with your mouth,
near and dear A mere musketeer that would dare to compare Put him in the rear back there where he can't see clear Get a beer idea or near steer Yeah, sworn to be born of competition Trying to step to me, must be on a mission Up on the stage is where I'ma get you at You think I'm losing? Picture that It was put 
What the fuck is us in the place to be? Coming on the mic is easy, motherfucking easy. Trey is on the beat, yellow's on the cut. So listen up close while we rip shit up. Shit up, shit up, shit up, shit up. Well, I'm easy, I got bitches galore. You might have a lot of bitches, but I got much more. With my super duper group coming out the shoot Easy E motherfuckers cold knocking the boots Cause I'm a thugster, I used to be a monster If you hurt, you think I own a drugstore Getting stupid, because I know how And if a sucker talks shit, I give him up Eight balls sipping, the bitches are flipping Slow down and hit a dipping, continue my tripping Hitting my switches, collect for my bitches The money that I make so I can add to my riches Fill my stash by the start rubbing my gas because my pockets are fat A hardcore building cold roam in the streets And with a homie like Dre just supplying the beats Because I'm a gangster having fun Never leave the power without packing a gun Hitting hard as fuck I make you ask what was it Boy you should have known by now Easy does it Easy does it I was Knocking motherfuckers out What's your name boy? Come to Fresh Easy 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 Eas
For slanging the rocks A dice game starts I said what the fuck So I put my shit in park And had to try my luck Hard to roll with my bitch Jocking 24-7 Rolling motherfuckers Ate them up Hit 11 Got another point I made a chin up four Was taking niggas money And was itching for more Laughing in their faces Said y'all making me rich To one punk got jealous Cold slap my bitch He pulled out his gun I knew he wouldn't last So I said to myself oh boy you better think fast He shot Then I shot As you can see, I cold smoke this ass Because I'm a gangster having fun Never leave the pad without packing a gun Hitting hard as fuck, I make you ask what was it Boy, you should have known by now, easy does, it. easy does it Wait a minute, wait a minute, who does it? Motherfucking easy does But how does he do it? Man, what you gonna do now? Now I'ma break it down just to tell a little story Straight out the box, from the gangster category About a sucker, a sucker motherfucker He's addicted, he's a smoker, but in Compton call a clucker He used to have a house car and golden rings But the cookie cookie crack took all those things He must have been stopping cause he broke in my house Caught the nigga on the street and straight took his ass out Now I wanted for a murder that I had to commit Yeah, I went to jail, but that wasn't shit Got to the station by the quarter to nine Called my bitch to get me out cause I was down for mine The bitch was a trip, cold, hung up the phone Now my only phone call was in the ganking zone All the shit I did for her, like keeping her rich I swear when I get out I'm gonna kill the bitch Well by now you can guess that it was just my luck The bailiff of the station was a neighborhood clock I looked him straight in the eye and said what's up And said let's make a deal, you know I do you up Now I'm back on the streets and my records are clean I creeped on my bitch with my Uzi machine Went to the house and kicked down the door Unloaded like hell and cold smoked the hole Because I'm a gangster having fun Never leave the pad without packing a gun Hitting hard as fuck, I make you ask what was it Boy, you should have known by now, easy does it From around the way, born in 73 Hardcore b-boy named Eazy-E It's 88 now, 73's obsolete A nigga with a serious ass attitude and 100% street And if y'all wanna hear some more In one way or the other I'm a bad brother Word to the motherfucker